Hi, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I'm your host, Kylie Gable, and this week we have Shayla Aspasia back. She's reading uh, from one of my earlier stories called Reprogrammed. Uh, It first came out in 2014, and the audio came out about an hour or two ago. (laughs) So, um, it's a new audio with an old story. Uh, I want to say, Shayla has got a great uh, podcast of her own, and... um, a website with with tons of great stuff including pictures uh she's way better looking than i am so please do yourself a favor and uh, follow the link at the bottom to check out shayla's uh web and her podcast uh also if you can do me a favor um i mentioned before clips for sale has this great deal for us content creators where we can get 100 percent of the money that we get from sales if you follow the link down below um, about 10%, maybe less of my sales come from people following the link. And when you follow the link, it makes a big deal to me because basically I wind up getting twice as much. So if you're thinking of buying an audio from me, this would be until the end of the month would be a great time to do it and follow the link. Um, it's like you're giving me two sales and only paying one price. Okay, enough with the sales talk. Uh, I really like this story. It's the first office story I ever did. It's about three interns with a really horrible boss. And when he kind of screws them over at the end of their internship, they decide to take what they learned and um, make his life a living hell at a tech conference. Uh, I had a little trouble marketing this story because... It says tech, so people think there's going to be all sorts of science fiction. This isn't a science fiction story. This is very much modern app technology, things like cell phones. But um, it definitely does have um, tech in it, which made it a little difficult to market. Uh, I hope you enjoy the story. I think it's a pretty good one. I've got about half of it on this clip. And Shayla, as far as I can tell, I haven't had a chance to really listen to the whole thing. But what I've heard, she does a really good job on it. So, uh, without further ado, here is uh, Shayla's take on my story, Reprogrammed. Three weeks later, Randall Bell's plane set down at LAX, following a comfortable flight in first class. He didn't know it, but his three interns were on the flight as well in the coach section. Unfortunately, they also had a plan. As Anya and Ashley raced as fast as they could to baggage claims, Nikki would approach their boss. As Randall exited the plane, Nikki maneuvered to get within shouting distance from him. Mr. Bell! Oh my gosh, Mr. Bell! Bell was a little surprised to hear his name being called. He turned around and was disappointed to find himself face to face with one of his interns. Oh, Nikki, isn't it? What are you doing here? I I heard there was a startup conference in Seattle and I thought it would be a good way to make contacts. I think you made a mistake, he grimaced. It's more about startups trying to make deals with investors rather than looking to hire entry-level positions. I think you might be wasting your time. Ah, oh, I should have asked you first. Sometimes I do the silliest thing, she replied in an almost childish voice. 
Randall Bell looked down at his young protege like a father would look at a child who had just gotten a bad report card. Well, I wish you had checked. I can't imagine that the plane ticket or hotel were cheap. Say, as long as I flew all this way, how about a drink? suggested Nikki, pointing to the airport bar about 30 yards off in the distance. Well, I'm kind of in a hurry to get my luggage. Oh, never check luggage, Mr. Bell. You know it's never there on time anyway. Why not have a drink while they unpack it? While the two went off for a drink, Ashley and Anya were already waiting impatiently at the luggage carousel. They had purchased three pieces of luggage exactly matching Randall's. He always left for trips straight from the office, so they knew exactly what they were looking for. Once the luggage started coming through, the two girls quickly took Randall's bags and left the three that they had checked through. They were long gone by the time Randall came to retrieve his luggage. The interns had accomplished the first stage of the plan. When Randall arrived back at his hotel room, he was shocked to find that the luggage contained a vast array of dresses, skirts, makeup, shoes, and lingerie. He knew this mix-up was going to cost him some money, as he would have to run out to replace the clothing so that he would have something to wear to the conference. Randall left his hotel to get the conference registration and again was met with frustration. I'm sorry, Mr. Bell. There seems to be a mistake. Are you sure you registered for the conference? Yes, I wouldn't have flown here without registering, he demanded, his impatience growing. Well, maybe they misspelled one of your names. Let me try something. Please do. I don't have time for this. The customer service agent smiled in relief. I found it, Mr. Bell. They switched your first and last names, unfortunately. I'll get you a packet and we'll get a new badge printed for you. If you can stop by tomorrow morning sometime. Oh, come on. Just how incompetent are you people? Actually, a mistake would have been made on your end when you filled out the online form. Randall took his Bell Randall identification and packet back up to his hotel room so that he could wash up for the cocktail reception. He threw open the door and was surprised to find a pink thumb drive had been slipped under his door. It was addressed to Bell Randall. Randall inserted the thumb drive into the dock on his laptop. Unknown to Randall, this act enabled the interns to take control of his computer and install monitoring software. Hey, Randall has turned on the laptop, shouted Ashley in excitement. The girls gathered around her laptop, ready to try and make him dance like a marionette. Hello, Belle. Do not attempt to unplug this computer. There are currently very incriminating files on your home computer as well as your work computer, and even on this laptop. The only question is whether the State Department or FBI would get to it first. What the fuck? Is this a sick, stupid joke? This is no joke, Belle. If you don't follow our exact instructions, you will be arrested tonight, and we will clean out your bank accounts. You're bluffing. We do not bluff, Belle. You are trying our patience, and now you will pay. Fine, what do you want? You can begin with stripping for us. No way, not without proof. You require proof? Simply call your office. You have five minutes. Randall quickly got his cell phone out of his pocket and began dialing. 
Unfortunately for him, Eileen was waiting for his call. Hello, boss. You've missed a lot of excitement this afternoon. Excitement? He asked, sounding agitated. We had some government types here. They left me their card. I think Mr. Crane dealt with them. Also, several of our company accounts are short. We have a forensic auditor coming tomorrow, but I'm sure it's nothing for you to worry about. Okay, Eileen. Thank you. Is there anything else I can do for you? Asked Eileen in mock sincerity. No, thanks, he replied, feeling a tinge of nausea and wiping the sweat from his forehead. What do you want from me? He shouted at his laptop. We said strip. So now strip. You have 30 seconds, demanded Ashley. The voice masking software not only made her sound masculine, but its electronic distortion made her sound very creepy. The girls high-fived each other and clapped with glee as they saw Randall obeying their directions. Very good, Belle. We may not have to ruin you after all. Now find the toiletry bag in the largest suitcase and take it out. With all the speed he could muster, Randall raced to obey the directions from the mystery blackmailers. I have it. Good. Now you need to use the bubble bath in the bag. You will take a nice, relaxing bubble bath. While you are in the tub, you will use the razor in the bag to shave off all the body hair below your neck. You may begin. What is this sick joke? Who are you? That is none of your concern, Belle. If you cannot follow orders, you are of no use to us. Now do as you were ordered. You have one hour. After that hour, you will be standing in front of your computer monitor so that we can see you have obeyed your instructions. Randall nervously made his way to the bathroom. Part of him was terrified. Had they really planted incriminating files on his computer? Another part of him was sure that this was some of his buddies playing an elaborate, practical joke on him. He did not dare take that risk. Meanwhile, in another room in the same hotel, the three interns plotted. What are we going to have him do after he shaves his body hair? asked Ashley. If stage two of our plan is actually going to work, he needs to be a little comfortable with doing makeup. He'll be discovered immediately if he can't figure out the makeup, rep replied Anya nervously. All right, I'm going to send him some tutorials. It looks like he's up for a long night of practice, responded Ashley. An hour later, Randall returned to the computer and began to yell nervously. His naked form looked even more boyish, absence of any body hair. I'm back. I did what you told me. We see all, Belle. We know all. Put your clothes back on. In the big suitcase, you will find a pink and white nightie with matching panties. Remove them. Randall made his way back to the suitcases and found the items exactly where the voice said they would be. Done. You may put on your own clothes, but put on the panties underneath your jeans. You should have no trouble fitting them over that tiny little thing you've got. You are going to go down to the front desk and tell them that Mrs. Johnson from your company will be joining you and that they are to have a key for her. Then you will stop at the third floor and leave your clothes there. You may remove any cash and credit cards, but your wallet is to be left in your pants 
And any of your clothes, other than the panties, are to be deposited next to the ice machine. You will put on the nightie and make your way back upstairs. You have 20 minutes. What? That's insane. I, I can't ride. 19 minutes and 50 seconds, Belle. Randall hurriedly changed into his clothing and did what he was told. There was no problem at the front desk. He had the bright idea of using the name Simmons instead of Johnson to mess with his blackmailers. Unfortunately for him, Nikki was in the lobby listening to the conversation. He was forced to wait a few minutes for the area by the ice machine to clear out. As soon as the coast was clear, he followed the girl's directions. Wearing only a nightgown, he pressed the elevator button, hoping that it would be empty. He had no such luck. There were four guys and three girls already on the elevator. They looked to be about his age, and an eerie silence descended on the elevator as soon as they entered. However, once he exited, he could hear them all laughing hysterically at what they just saw. He heard one of the girls call out, Nice legs, man. You own it, girl. Randall made it to the room with two minutes to spare. He felt so humiliated by the people laughing at him, and he was determined to put an end to this perverse game once and for all. I did what you wanted, but this has to stop. Really? You dare to make demands on us after you played that little stunt at the front desk? Do you think we are stupid? Do you think we sh you should trifle with us? Randall was stunned. They already knew of his treachery. This was serious. What do you want now? Hang up your new clothes, Belle. Put all beauty products in the bathroom except for the makeup. Put that on the desk. Randall could not believe the outfits. They were dresses, skirts, and women's business suits. There were several pairs of shoes and sexy lingerie. Whoever planned this was quite thorough. Everything appeared to be in his size as Belle finished folding the new bra and panties in the dresser drawer. The voice on the computer again spoke. We have sent you several videos on applying makeup, Belle. You will watch those now. Pay attention because before you are allowed to go to bed tonight, you will be a pro. For the rest of the evening and into the early morning hours, Randall practiced doing makeup. Every time he applied it to his face, the voice on the computer told him to wipe his face clean and do it again. It was incredibly frustrating. The voice would have him watch more videos and offer suggestions and advice as he applied the many cosmetics that he now was expected to master. He had to admit that he was improving, and by 2 a.m. he was actually doing a pretty decent job. I suppose that will have to do, Belle, said the voice on the computer. Now you don't need a wake-up call. We will take care of that in four hours. Put on the sleep mask and the headphones. Then run the handcuffs through the headboard and put them on your wrist. You may turn out the lights, but leave the nightlight by the bathroom on. What if I have to use the bathroom if there's a fire? If there's a fire, we'll come and get you. Good night, Belle. Now be a good girl and do as you're told. Randall thought of double-crossing them, but the last time he had done so, they knew about it right away, and whoever was on the other end of the computer wasn't stupid. 
The computer was left on the dresser across from him, facing his bed. It was hard to fall asleep with his hands cuffed, but within 30 minutes, the girls could hear the sound of snoring. When 6 a.m. did roll around, Randall was again awoken by the voice on the computer. Wake up, Mrs. Randall. You have a busy day ahead of you. Randall had wished last night had all been a nightmare, but he saw that he would have no such luck. I'm awake, but you made me handcuff myself to the bed, remember? We forget nothing, Belle. Feel around with your right hand. We have left you a key. Wait, you were here last night? Someone had to tuck you in. Now find the key. Randall unlocked the cuffs and removed his mask. He could see that an outfit was laid out for him on the outer bed. It was a black business skirt suit with a pink camisole and black pumps. The outfit included nude hose and pink lacy bra and panties. There was also a pair of very realistic-looking false breasts on the bed. Curiosity got the better of Randall, and he gave them a squeeze. Only the best for you, Mrs. Randall. Now take a shower, and I'll walk you through getting ready. For the next three hours, Randall Bell worked as he had rarely worked before to create a positive feminine image for himself. If he was going to appear awkward and uncomfortable in a skirt and heels, that wouldn't actually be all that unusual for a tech conference where there weren't many women there and a lot of the ones that did brave the environment worked in a t-shirt and jeans. When the voice on the other end of his computer was finished, his wig was styled, his makeup was done, his eyebrows were arched, and his fingernails were painted a cute shade of coral. Once he donned the outfit on the bed, he appeared to be a confident young businesswoman in her mid-twenties. What he felt was extreme humiliation. There is no way this is going to fool anybody, he pleaded. You better hope it does, because if people see through your petty disguise, it will be very embarrassing for you. Let's hear your best girly voice. I don't even know what to say. Tell me your name and introduce yourself. Hello, hello. I'm Belle Randall. I'm very pleased to meet you, he screeched. Not bad, but really not real great either. Don't talk much and keep a breath of your less nasal. Hello, I'm Belle Randall. That's much better. You might be able to make it through this yet. In your top dresser, you will find a pink item. It looks to be like a tree and a bottle of lubricant. You need to lubricate the item and your ass because the tree is going inside of it. No way, I'm not going to do that. Oh, refusing an order? That's going to cost you later. If you don't put it in this instant, the little video of you introducing yourself is going to be sent out to your entire contact list. Just try me. Randall followed the instructions and inserted the plug into his anus. He had fullness that he had never felt before, and while the pain wasn't as intense as he thought it would be, the discomfort was substantial. It's in. I hope you're happy. Very good. You may now remove it. 
Randall was both agitated and confused by the instructions that he had only just finished inserting the pluck. He reached behind him and began to dislodge the item from his rectum, when an electrical shock sent him to his knees. The shock was neither particularly powerful, nor was the duration very long, but the location of the shock coming from deep inside him floored him. What the hell was that? That was what will happen if you try to remove your little friend without permission. So what am I supposed to do? I believe you have a conference this morning on women in startups. Maybe you'll learn something. As Randall minced his way to the door and attempted to confidently join the conference, the girls enjoyed a brief celebratory moment. We could get in so much trouble for this, warned Ashley as she stepped away from the laptop. No, it's gone too far for that, replied Anya. What does that mean, asked Nikki curiously. It means that the only way we could get into trouble for this is if Randall implicates us, and right now he really wants this to go away more than anything. If it was revealed that the people who did this to him were his own interns, it would be even more humiliating for him. The best possible outcome from his point of view is that if he cooperates, that this simply all goes away. And it might, but not for very long, replied Nikki. Okay, Nikki, you're up, smiled Ashley. Nikki entered the conference hall and took a seat near the very back. She saw her boss sitting on the far aisle trying to stay inconspicuous. There were about 120 people to hear the speakers and at least 75 were women. Nikki was amazed that for a technology conference, the electronic security was very rudimentary. The girls had hacked into the system weeks ago. Nikki was scanning the room and trying to match some of the guys in the room to the profiles kept in the conference's database. She believed the only men who would be in a women's startup conference were guys who genuinely wanted to support women in technology and guys who figured it would be the best place to meet chick. She was looking for the men in that group. She first tried to find guys who had jobs that would make it very hard to get a social life. She then cross-referenced this list with the guys in the room who appeared socially awkward. Randall was shocked to see his cell phone came alive in his hand and sent out a message. Oh, I like you in those jeans, B. Who is this? How did you get my number? I'm the woman in the dark suit. Like what you see? I do. What's your name? Meet me at the hotel restaurant for lunch and maybe dessert. I'll tell you then. As each flirty text was sent and received from his cell phone, he fidgeted and tried to press buttons. He tried shutting off the cell phone, but nothing he did stopped the messages. In a relatively short period of time, he had come onto three different men and was meeting one of them for lunch and two others for drinks. He had to clear his head. This couldn't be happening. He wiped the sweat from his brow and rushed out of the room. He was in such a hurry that he didn't even notice Nikki sitting a few rows behind him. He got as far as the entrance to the conference when he received another text message. Where do you think you're going? We never said you can leave. 
Randall read and then ignored the message. Nikki loaded the app on her phone and pressed a button three times, causing her feminized boss butt plug to begin vibrating at a medium pace. The discomfort grew, but there was something else, pleasure. He could barely control himself. As the plug pulsated, he let out several audible moans. He realized that the raging hard-on he was feeling was going to be very difficult to conceal in his tight skirt. Go back in and have a seat, the text read. Randall eased his way back to his seat, hoping the bulge in his panties would subside before anybody else noticed. But the vibrating did not stop until he was finally seated in his chair. The speech was about the experience of women in startup companies, and it bored him to tears. He had no choice except to sit and listen or else. That uncomfortable buzzing would be back. Nikki was a little disappointed by his lack of engagement, but definitely not surprised. At 11.15, the seminar ended and Randall was about to get to his feet and leave. When a man came over to him, he recognized him as James Hathaway, a successful entrepreneur who had been turning him down for months when he tried to pitch chatter to him. Hathaway smiled. He wasn't much older than Randall. And while he was dressed casually, he was sporting a pair of $800 jeans. Hathaway noticed confusion on Randall's face, so he broke the silence. It's nice to actually talk to you face to face. It suddenly hit Randall that this was the lunch date that somebody had set him up over the cell phone. Um, yeah, I'm Belle Randall. Let's say we go do lunch. I'm dying to get your opinion on the conference. Nikki smiled with pride. His voice wasn't great, but it was good enough to keep Hathaway intrigued and interested. As the happy couple went into the hotel restaurant, it would be up to Anya to take the next part of the little caper. I know I still have people out there who skip over the talkie parts. Um, please don't, because I do have kind of an important message here. Um, this is the end, of, as far as I can tell, of our second season. The first season went from May until the end of October and ended with our Halloween special, and that was 24 podcasts. Um, our new season has been, this is actually our 25th podcast, and that brings us up to the 1st of June. Uh, I would normally want to take a, a month off at this time and recharge a little, but honestly, I don't want to take a ton of time off when some of you are still stuck at home with this lockdown, with this virus, and I kind of feel like any kind of entertainment I listen to has kind of taken on a, a greater significance as just something to kind of fill in the time a little bit. So I don't want to kind of like ditch everybody for a month. Um, I'm going to take a week off, recharge the batteries, and then we'll be back with it with some new episodes. At some point, I am just going to need to just kind of disappear for about a month and kind of recharge. But I want to keep the new episodes and the new audios coming as long as people are listening to them. And based on the numbers, you are. And so we've managed to make it in the top 50 of um, sexuality podcasts a couple times. And I couldn't be more thrilled about that. So uh, next week, we'll be off. We'll be back the following week. I have a bunch of audios that are 
supposedly almost ready, so I'm not sure we'll be up, but hopefully we'll have uh, several of them right in a row. So have a great week, stay safe, wash your hands, and I'll be back here in two weeks. Bye-bye.